Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And before we get started, make sure that you like, subscribe, share the episode with a friend. It uh, really helps that we know that you're enjoying what's going on and, and lets us know we're, we're producing some pretty cool stuff here. So make sure you do that. Now let's get into it. So we had three real major stories going on this week. Uh, if you notice, we're not going to be talking about individual performances as much this week. We just released a new episode of a meet recap or a weekly recap where we talked about some of the best performances that happened this previous weekend. Uh, we just released that. It's called Meet Recap Zango World Record KC Dominate, Lightfoot Dominates. Uh, take a look at that. We talk about all the performances that happened and some of the highlights there. Uh, so we won't be talking about too much of that stuff going on, just covering three major stories. Uh, one, the Nationals got rescheduled or added uh, for NCAA. Um, high schooler turns pro. And then we're taking a look at an Puma decides to sign another major vaulter. So we're going to discuss all three of those stories right now. First, let's get the bad news out of the way. Well, not bad news, just news. Uh, the 2021 Indoor Nationals uh, has decided to expand to be a three-day meet. So now it is going to be going on March 11th through the 13th. Thursday, they're going to have the multi-events and the shot put. Then Friday and Saturday, they're both going to have the men starting in the afternoon and then the, the women starting in the evening. So that's going to happen for both Friday and Saturday. Um, if you remember correctly, you're going to be like, wait, doesn't, uh, what about, isn't the cross country championship going on during the 15th? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> they are, they are still planning on having these two national championships on the same weekend, essentially, because right after this competition from the 11th to the 13th, they're then going to have the cross country championship happening on the 15th. So for some schools and for some athletes, there's still going to be a lot of decisions to be made. This doesn't affect those athletes, though, the expanding of the meet because they're not doing the multi event or the shot put. If this was uh, if they were moving distance events to Thursday, uh, then maybe, maybe it would have changed things up a little bit. But these athletes, they're still competing at the same time they would have normally competed. They just have an extra day. So uh, now we're, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it, it's, um, it doesn't change the meet. And most meets are usually three days that are huge ones like this. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing NCAAs. I think there's going to be a lot of big performances. We saw a lot of great performances this week. And so it's going to be interesting on how does it work also with, you know, COVID being a thing. Are we going to see athletes that have to miss out on meets because of they, they test positive for COVID? Uh, how is it going to affect training or anything like that? Because we've seen a lot of schools already postpone games with uh with positive COVID tests, are we going to see teams have to cancel meets because of positive COVID tests? Or will it just be that team doesn't attend? What if it's the team that is hosting the meet has athletes testing positive? Are they just going to cancel it? For example, if there was a meet at um, um, Clemson, just because I'm thinking of Clemson, uh, with all the, the news of their cancellations of seasons, let's say that one, like they have 
six, seven athletes test positive. Are they going and they have a, a meet that they're hosting that week? Are they just going to cancel the meet because, hey, the home team has it. We don't want you to be interacting with the facility. Or is it just, hey, that that team isn't going to be competing in their own meet? Are just those athletes not going to be competing and the rest of the school is? I mean, how is it going to go down? So uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to see. Uh, not sure what it's going to entail, um, but, I mean, this this is a crazy year to begin with. Uh, next, uh, this is the probably the most shocking news um, of 2021 and has a lot of question marks for it, and I definitely want to get into it. Uh, so if you didn't see, uh, 16-year-old Arion Knighton, uh, yeah, Knight, Knighton of Florida, he's a sophomore. He just announced that he is going to be going professionally and forgoing the rest of his high school athletic eligibility to turn pro. Uh, he is now joining the likes of the Lyles brothers, uh, and there have also been five athletes since 2015 that have uh, announced that they're going to go pro right out of high school, and now there are, and three of them have happened within the past year, and many of them are going to Adidas. I believe Tamari Davis is Adidas, and then there's also Brianna Williams. So they're having adidas is one they're they're taking out a market of let's get all these these athletes that have a lot of young promising talent and seeing if we can get them into a new regimen of training and so that they can become pros and then potential world record holders because i mean lyles that's what it was lyles has a lot of potential uh, especially noah lyles to be a Olympic gold medalist, world record holder, be a huge name in the sport. I know we mentioned a while ago, I think in October, one of those episodes, that he has potential to be one of the faces of track and field. So he, the, Adidas is doing really well, and I think that's what this decision is. So obviously we do not know what the actual logistics and things say within Adidas. Um, I'm assuming he is still going to be going to high school. I mean, it might be online since schools are online now, um, but he is no longer going to be competing in high school. Uh, to put into consideration on what he's running, he ran a 20.32 and I believe a 10.29 uh, in the 200, in the 100 for that. Uh, and so with the 200, that 20.32, he's only behind Usain Bolt and Michael Norman for the U18 record. Those are those are two names that you would definitely not have a problem with being behind when it comes to being an athlete. He is extremely fast, and he's showing a lot of potential. And so I think that this decision uh, partially has to do with he's running these extremely fast times really young, and he does not have a ton of experience in the sport. He only started, what, three years ago, and he's already running these insanely fast times, and he's going to have to, if he was to stay in high school, he's going to have to be running against high schoolers that are running 21s, uh, if uh, 22s. He's going to have to be competing against those kids for the next two years, and he wouldn't be getting any competition. He'd be still running every single weekend and not really being able to grow. So is this a good decision in my mind? I think if you have the potential to make money in track and field, I mean, you can, you should do it. Not a lot of athletes are given that opportunity to, to make money. And especially with this situation, it's weird because he's running so fast at such a young age um, that he would be stuck with a lot of these high school athletes and not being able to compete. I mean, 
it's a little different in running events, I think, than if it's uh, if this was a field event. Like Mondo DePlantis, he could have gone pro right out of high school. He, he even decided to go to college. Sydney, Sydney McLaughlin could have gone pro, but she even decided to, to go to college. So even some of these huge names, and Michael Norman also, uh, and Usain Bolt, who turned pro at 18, uh, all of these athletes at least finished high school. He is the first one of these athletes that I know of that decided to turn pro while he still has high school eligibility. What's that going to mean going forward? Is he even Noah Lyles, the the athlete that he is now going to be training with and his brother Josephus, they even completed high school. So this going pro out of high school isn't crazy. It's been happening a lot more recently. But what is weird and what's going to be interesting to see is going pro before you're done high school. So... I mean, I think he's going to do well. He's shown some extreme promise, but, I mean, he's got to know this This training is, is going to be different. It's going to be vamped up. It's now your job. It's not just something that you do for AAU and for your high school. So it, he's going to be doubling his training probably. It's going to be a lot. I'm sure they'll wean him into it and not just start with, you know, going crazy right out the bat. But it's still going to be difficult, especially for someone that's 16, probably still growing. Um to com- not maybe not completely change your training, but but change it a little bit. And now that's not even the most interesting part of this. This this next part of the story is something that I am super excited for and is definitely a win in track and field's eyes. Not only is he an extremely, extremely good track and field athlete, he's also a four-star wide receiver in the state of Florida as a sophomore. So he's been receiving a ton of scholarships, especially D1 scholarships, to be able to be a wide receiver. I mean, this guy had potential to be one of the top wide receivers and who knows, even make it to the NFL. And he decided to take his career in his own hands. And I quote, he said, it's a tough decision, but it was a, it was also a no brainer. In track, the success of my career is fully in my hands and I know that I can do it. So this is really one of the first athletes. I think the only um, other athlete that I can think of that really decided to take on uh, track and field over over um, football. Oh, what's his name? Devin Allen from Oregon. He was a hurdler and also a wide receiver. He ran track and also played football at Oregon, and he decided to switch to look at uh, Oregon or switch to look at professionally for for hurdles and. So this is the first one where he's being outward and saying, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a four-star athlete. He probably could be going pro, making much more money over the long term, potentially, in football. But he's deciding, no, I want to take my career in my own hands and, and do this track thing. Because if he can be one of those extraordinary talents, if he can be on the level of a, a Noah Lyles or, you know, potentially a Usain Bolt, Justin Gatlin, one of those, you know, big names, he can make a lot of money in sponsorships appearances and winnings uh, because he's, he's running the times that allow him to do it. And of course, the, you're not going to have to deal with as many injuries as most likely when you're doing track and field comparing to football where, I mean, if you do just one bad move, your career might be over. So seeing that he's taking this, it's, I think, a big win for track and field, seeing that there are these athletes that are now deciding to do track over football Uh, I potentially see him being like a a spokesperson-esque for Adidas when they're going to 
be asking some of these other high school or college athletes that could be doing football uh, in the future and and being a person like, look, uh, Arion, let's say he wins the Olympics in, what, 2024 or, yeah, let's just say he wins the Olympics 2024. And so he now can be like the spokesperson going into these meetings with Adidas saying, look, you could be, you could play football, you could potentially get hurt, your career could be over, or you can run track because you have the talent and be an Olympic medalist, gold medalist, world record holder. And here's the guy that did it. And then now he's the spokesperson. He's the figurehead for Adidas, especially to be getting this talent that could potentially be doing football, could potentially be doing basketball, whatever it is, where you might be able to make more money in the long term if you're successful, or if you, you could also be making a lot of money, having a lot longer of a career if you decide to run. So we'll see how that goes. I think it's really interesting. It's a great story. Overall, I mean, there's arguments on either side of the fence on if this is a good decision or not. I think it is. Uh, it's I, But it could also really go wrong if done incorrectly. So I think that there, he's going to make have to make sure he has all the right people in his corner, making sure that the training is going well, you're not overdoing it because – People have gone pro out of high school, and it has gone very poorly in the past. Uh, so, because you're you're adjusting your schedule, and so if you don't have the right coaches with you, I mean, look at Mary Kane in the mid 2000s or mid 2010s. She went pro right out of high school, was had an extraordinarily promising career, and it ended up being a terrible decision, I think, because it it, it didn't work for her. Um, with the training or, or whether the coaching was the coaching situation wasn't great. And she went from one of the top athletes to it, it just didn't work out. I mean, those, those were very different situation potentially, but it's, it's something that can happen. And so going pro out of high school, you got to be able to be ready for that and uh, be ready for the physical and mental demands of what the schedule is, but I'm excited for him. Uh, last story that we're going to cover, uh, Renola Villani. Uh, so we talked about his performance yesterday where he had the world lead for all of 30 minutes. Um, but something that was even bigger news that happened just the couple days before, I think uh, about three, four days before, uh, he announced that he is going to Puma. So he is yet another athlete that was former Nike deciding to go over and become Puma. So they Puma. Let's take a look at some of the names that they have uh, on their list. They now have Sandy Morris, Mondo Duplantis, Renola Villani, Peter Lisic, uh, Andre de Grasse, Will Clay as just a, a few names that they have. Those are some of the biggest names in track and field. Uh, they're one. They're t- what two, either current or former world record holders, world leads, Olympic Olympians. Uh, six foot, six meter jumpers. I mean, they, they have a extraordinary list of athletes and taking two of them from uh, Nike with uh, Sandy Morris and Renault Lavillany. It's, it's a great signing, but it doesn't mean squat for us if we don't see anything changing. I've mentioned it when Sandy Morris signed that they have so much potential to be having signature gear, signature shoes. I mean, Renault Lavillani has his logo of him clearing the bar. I think it was his six, uh, his world record uh, bar. I'm not sure exactly which jump it is, but he has a logo. And he has, like, I mean, when are we going to see signature gear for these athletes? Like, I think it's it's a no-brainer. If if Renault Lavillani comes with his color, uh, whatever colorway he, wear, he uses for 
these vaulting competitions and say, these are my signature spikes, the Air Lavillanese. It's gonna go. It's gonna work out really well. I mean, it can't be Air Lavillany, I guess, because Air is is Nike. But the Lavillany wants. I like. I think that that's that would be a fantastic idea. But I don't know if they're gonna do it. I think that they've now really got a cornerstone of the pole vaulting market. We might be able to see something in the future. I mean, having the biggest names, but who knows uh, if they're actually gonna do something. And if they don't, then this signing doesn't mean anything. If they do, then great. Uh, otherwise, it's just more money that that he's making. Um, so this also says what what's going to be the next athlete that moves over? Could we see Sam Kendricks move over from Nike to Puma in the future? I think it's it, it could happen. Uh, I'm not sure when his contract is up, but when it is up, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of bidders, especially depending on how he does this year in the Olympics. If he has a big Olympics, wins wins it or. Yeah, because he was a medalist last year, uh, third place or in 2016. If he if he can win it, I mean he he has potential to to be demanding a pretty big check in sponsorship wise also. So a uh, lot of great things happening this week. I'm sure we'll probably have a ton of news happening in between this week and next week. Uh, this has been another episode of Track World News. Hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, as I said, my name's Colin Waitsman, and if you've liked the episode, make sure that you like, subscribe, share, follow. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, it really helps us know that you're enjoying it. And if you would like more track and field content, go follow us on Instagram at Track World News. We post a bunch of news, clips, things like that of the show um, and all that. So have a good one and peace.